In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I want first to congratulate all of us for the beginning of the Nativity Fast, this wonderful season where we fast in preparation for the receiving of the Word of God, celebrating His Nativity, God willing, on January 7th. May the Lord to grant us a fast that is spiritual and holy, acceptable to Him. So today, the Lord is telling us about one of our callings, that we are salt. He says, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how it shall be seasoned. We have multiple callings as Christians, the purpose of our existence, and we are reminded with these callings in the Bible. So we'll talk today about what are these different callings, what is in common about all of them, and what, why we lose flavor as Christians. As I said, the first calling today we are reminded with that we are salt. So what is in common between us and salt? Why exactly the Lord is using this kind of um, calling to resemble us with? Salt, first of all, gives a flavor to the food. Without salt, everything has no taste. In the same way also, we as Christians, we give taste to wherever we are. Our homes and our communities and cultures and countries, wherever we are, supposedly, this is our role, to give flavor. The presence of a Christian person makes an addition, adds value, make the whole place is blessed just by his mere presence. Salt also preserves the food from decay. We put salt in order to keep it for long without being corrupted. In the same way also, we are in this world to keep it, to keep it holy, to keep it from decay. Our presence assures the continuity of the life that we are in, and this world is living because it is kept by the prayers and the presence of the Christians. Salt also is a very cheap material, but at the same time is indispensable. If there is something in common among all of us, we will have it in our homes. We all have salt in our homes, for sure. No home can really live without it. In the same way also, we as Christians, we are indispensable for the survival and the well-being of this world. We are also called to be light. And light guides, gives direction, help people to see the way. And we also, in the same way, we guide through the sanctified life that we lead and live, and through the knowledge of the truth. We know that the world is struggling to find way how to get out from the trouble that we are living in. This is our responsibility, but show, by showing to the world how we live, the holy life that we lead, and also the knowledge of the truth that we share it with others. St. Paul says this meaning to the Thessalonians in his second epistle, when he said, God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. This is how we, the way we are to be saved, a holy life and knowledge of the truth, and also the way we function as light. 
Light also comforts and spreads joy. You find this in some even of the mental institutes. People who are suffering severe depression, they put them in an environment and they put them under light. Light makes a person joyful. Whenever the day is without light, we all feel this sense of like being gloomy. So this is again our presence should comfort and spread joy. We are also ambassadors for Christ. St. Paul says this about this kind of function. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were bleeding through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Ambassadors, I am not here for something selfish for myself. I am here to do something related to him. I represent Christ. And the message that I go spread and share is the message of reconciliation and peace. Peace with God, peace within ourselves, peace with one another. This is again for us to remember. We are ambassadors. We are also called to be kings and priests. In the Old Testament, certain people would occupy this kind of functions. But in the New Testament, we are all called to be priests and kings. We hear this in the book of Revelation. Is giving glory to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God, to his God and Father. To be a king means to have dominion, not on others, but first of all and above all over ourselves and also over the power of the enemy. The one who rules himself is better than a person who rules a city. We know this from the book of Proverbs. We became able to rule over ourselves and kings over our own desires and instincts and inclinations. Also we have authority to trample on servants and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Satan in the Old Testament has control over all humans. In the New Testament is not the case anymore unless for people who surrender to him. So we are called to be kings and this to be shown in a life of self-discipline, having power over our own selves and over the power of the enemy. We are called to be priests, raising prayers and supplications. St. Paul is instructing us when he is instructing his disciple Timothy, saying in his first epistle, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. This is our role. If you imagine the world that we live in today, 7 billion people, how many of them, they know God, the Creator, the Savior, the Holy Spirit? And how many of those who know God, they pray? So this function, again, is, is for those people who understand their calling. I am called to be a priest. Every one of us. This is the common priesthood, not only for the one who is consecrated for the service, but also for each one of us in his home. Priests, they pray for everyone. They cannot categorize certain people as they are not subject for prayers. So if I do this function right, I have no one to hold grudge against or wish him or her ill. Otherwise, I would be not be fulfilling the calling. A priest would 
refrain from praying for people just because he hates them, already he abandoned his calling as a priest. Priests are consecrated to the service of God. All of us are consecrated. In the Old Testament, only Aaron and his children, they have a plate made of gold, and on it, this kind of phrase, holy to the Lord. In the New Testament, we all have this. This is how God sees us. All of us have this label, holy, consecrated, belongs to me. Priests, they offer sacrifice of praise and glorification daily. There is no taking break or vacation from interceding on other, on behalf of other people. Priests also are responsible to teach and exhort one another. Yes, we come to the church to receive teaching, but we are in the world and our homes. We are teachers and we share the knowledge of the truth. We are also called to be fragrance of Christ, as St. Paul says to the Corinthians. For we are to guard the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Fragrance of Christ meaning that we reflect his aroma, his life of love, service, holiness, forgiveness to the whole world. This is how people will smell Christ in us. What is in common among all of these callings? Each calling is a blessing for sure and also a responsibility. When we stand before God, we as Christians, we will be asked about these kinds of roles. What did you do with this? I called you to be salt and light and ambassador and fragrance and priest and king. So how did you fulfill this? As a human being, yes, you will be asked about yourself, your family, whoever were entrusted to your care. But because we are Christians, we understand that we are responsible. We cannot ignore the calling. We cannot say that I just live by myself. I do not harm anyone. A person who is, had a calling cannot just be justified because I do not harm people. No, I have a function that I have to do during my sojourn on earth. Among all of these callings also, there is a life fitting the calling. We hear this every morning when we pray the matins. St. Paul giving instructions to the Ephesians, saying, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, he was in prison when he was writing this epistle, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is the life fitting the calling. Understanding the calling will make us to be obliged to observe this kind of lifestyle with all loneliness and gentleness and seeking unity. The calling can be only carried by partaking of what is of, for Christ. We cannot pretend. Definitely, we can put a mask and live or we try to play the role. But truly, in, in essence, we cannot do this function unless there is a relationship with God. The relationship with Christ will make these roles to come natural. We will reflect this because this is what we can do and only we can live by. The fellowship with Him will make us to share Him with others. 
In common also among all of this calling, that losing the calling makes us of no worth. We become of no value whatsoever. Imagine an ambassador represent a country and say, I'm not going to represent my country anymore. I'll just live for myself. At that time, he is worth nothing and definitely he will be called a traitor by the one who sent him. The Lord says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how it shall be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Either we live the calling, we be glorified with it, we find fulfillment, or we abandon the calling and then we become of no value. The last point is why we could lose the flavor. When exactly it happens that I am no more living, fulfilling these callings. The first reason is not realizing the calling, not understanding that I am here for a reason related to him, not related to myself. Life that is lost in selfish ambitions or wasteful consumptions, or strife and struggle. Usually life is wasted in one of these three. It's either me, I'm trying to achieve, nothing wrong with this, but this is not the purpose why you are here. Or it's about consumption, how to get more and spend more. And that's it, from day to day, this I'm seeking. What about the calling? Maybe I don't remember that I have a calling. The second reason, we lose flavor when we disconnect from the one who called us. As we said, without a relationship with him, we cannot reflect all of these kind of functions. The new life in Christ will happen also only whenever we are in him. The third reason, we lose flavor when we are tempted to lead a dual life. Life that is seen and visible, and life that is in secret and darkness. Life that people will identify us with. Oh, this person is a servant in the church. He's a deacon. He's a, a priest. And another life, only few people know about it. And it's a life that's kept secret away from the eyes of everyone. When I do this, I'm just deceiving myself. I am defying the purpose. I'm not living the calling. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with unbeliever? So clear, we cannot do something and it's opposite. And at the same time, we say we are true Christians. We lose flavor also when we are enslaved to the passion of the evil one. Satan has many traps and many tricks. And he's trying to sell for us every day a new trap to take us in. And so we lose our freedom. Once we lose our freedom, we cannot live the calling. We have to resist this. The fasting is an opportunity for us to be able to resist the temptation of the enemy. Him trying to enslave us. The discipline that we bring ourselves under should help us to be able to live free. And by doing this, we can fulfill the calling. We are salt, but if the salt loses flavor, how it shall be seasoned, it is good for nothing. May the Lord to give us wisdom and strength by which we can live these callings and fulfill them. To him is the glory forever and ever. Amen.